0: Hey team, Luke here for another podcast and we're in the midst of the NRL off-season and I tell you what, I'm getting a bit sick of tired of waiting for the season to start. Luckily I've got other sports to keep me occupied but at the end of the day, NRL is the one I tune into the most, the one I care about the most is Melbourne Storm and my favourite team just in sports in general. So yeah, it sucks and it's been one of those off-seasons where there's not a lot of free agents, but there's been a lot of drama, and a lot of that has revolved around one individual in particular, in Latrell Mitchell. And yeah, I've been a bit hesitant to do stuff because I just don't really know if right now, set in stone, is this the rosters, you know, is a lot going to change? Not too sure, we're still we're two months out, but hey, I can't be bothered waiting anymore. And I thought I was going to do a reaction video to the lineups, uh, and the predicted lineups, but Realize that's pretty time consuming, dotting down one, two, and one podcast. So I'm just going to look at each team. And um, if you're really concerned about predicted lineups, maybe you, while I'm doing this podcast, have them up on your screen and kind of get a gist of what I'm talking about. I'll go into detail about some um, key changes, of course. But yeah, I'm going to be looking at last year's ladder and I'm going to go from 1 to 16 and I'm going to talk about how I think they are going to do they're going to drop out of the eight or if they're outside the eight, if they're going to pop up. So the team's at risk of dropping out and the teams um, that have a chance to replace them. And I'm going to start with my Storm. Um, Storm, obviously, <sighs> biases are going to kick in. Like I said, they're my team. I think Storm has sent the benchmark in terms of consistency and setting a culture. Obviously, they've been helped out with having a great coach, great Core group of players, but even with the likes of Billy and Cronk leaving over time, they are still now able to find they were one game away from making the final last year and they finished minor premiers. Um, Smith potentially is last year, so it'll be interesting to see how that affects next year. But hey, he might go another year. But overall, their team let's scroll down to the storm, it's relatively similar. Um, they've just got question marks on how their lineup will form. But to answer the question that I think they won't drop out of the eight, I see it very likely. I I think it'll be very much similar. I'd be surprised even if they drop out of the top four. They're a team that does regular season-wise. You can rely on them to win games. Um, especially with Smith now not playing Origin. So they're not affected as much during Origin time. Um, the back three is... One the best back threes in the comp. Ryan Pappenhausen was one of the rookies of the year last year. And he's just it's speed personified. He is electric. So I think he definitely wraps that spot this year. And Jerome Hughes was fantastic at that forward spot. But, you know, he might find his way into the number seven role, which he ended up doing. And that's where I really want to go here. Um, I want to talk about the seven, six, nine. Obviously, it's Munster, 6. And he's going to be a best player moving forward. You can argue he might be a best player now. I still say it's Smith. But he's, yeah, he's the guy. He's the star. He's the guy where you need to make moves around and make him feel comfortable. And for me, that half partner has to be able to control. You know, has to be able to game manage. And yes, Smith can do that at 9, but I think that has to be someone that does it in the other half role. Um, I just feel like it works better in that sense. It'd be it'd be different if it was a guy... What where, where, where I'm saying here, I don't think there's a steady guy in that number seven role that's specifically a half. Hughes is a great player, but he's an at attacking, he's a runner guy. He's not a game manager. And Riley Jacks could potentially go in there, but I really see this opportunity. And... You don't have to worry about making playoffs. I'd like to see, because you're going to make it, so you can take some risks early. I'd like to see Smith go number seven, especially also Brandon Smith is your yeah, understudy. He's, going to, he's a test player. Give him a go at number nine. See how it works. I think give Smith the responsibility of just making plays um, to get you around the park, you know? kicking on the last, uh, he does that as a number nine, but just give him a different role. Just someone that's next to Munster calm him down. Um, and then it also utilises the strength of the Storm in Brandon Smith's running game and his use, um, his dangerous explosive play in the middle. You know, it might not work because like I said, Smith, he is a game manager in the, in the hooker, But I feel like that half combination has leapt the Storm down in the last two years. And even with Smith there at nine, Crofts Cross being the number seven in 2018, Hughes ended up at, at the latter end of the season being the number seven, and it hasn't worked. And you could see that the ball was going to throw in the fourth or fifth tackle and Munster was kind of swamped, you know. Um, and, yeah, I think it's just because he hasn't... And also I think the consistency too. Maybe you see if that Smith thing works early on, five, six rounds. Yeah, and then once... Once you think, okay, that works, keep at it. It doesn't work, then go with your plan B. Because he's he, he was put in an unfair kind of position where he wasn't used to stability, you know. He Cough was the half to like their game just before the Titans, which was like round twenty three or very it might even be later than that. And then Hughes is your half for the last five rounds. I thought that was very unusual. And I think it was a bit because Pappenhausen was playing so good, they wanted to put him fullback, but I loved him and Smith off the bench. And maybe that's another option. Do you look at, you know, maybe putting Jax at seven, Hughes at fullback. Again, and Papen, just having this real, just, so there's like real explosive, potent utility guys on the bench and Smith in. So there's options there, but I personally would love to see how the first five rounds, Smith at number seven, as in Cameron, number nine being Brandon Smith. And then, yeah, the centres, uh, Justin Olam, he, the more he played, the more he looked like a, not just a regular first guy, he looked pretty great on the attacking end. Defensively, I do always worry about the storm edges, but I think, man, Seve, he's going to be your other centre. I like him, and I've seen some good defensive abilities out of him as well. Vernavalo's a yeah, big question mark in that area. Just, but they're two of the best finishers in the game, there. So I like them. It's just that, and the four pack's very similar. And these good guys come off the bench as well. So yeah, I like them being top four. It's just finding that right line up for them. And it's not just being okay with that, it's being okay. This team is because I even got that point last year. I, like, I don't think this team's got another level. Well, I saw that in the Roosters. And uh, even though they were top of the table for the whole season. Yeah, you could, just, you could just tell. You could just tell that how's this team going to break the Roosters' defense down or those elite teams down. And, yeah, so it's just finding that right lineup and sticking with it. Now we go to the Roosters. Obviously, their big loss is Kronk. Um, but his impact's forever going to be there in terms of the leadership and the growth and mentorship he has passed down to the other players. But it's still a loss, you know. He was able to game manage, even with a broken shoulder, in that famous final in 2018. So I'm just scrolling to find the Roosters. And Cole Flanagan is a very good player. They've got here Cole Flanagan, 6th, Luke Carey, seven. There's not too much difference, but ultimately that says maybe he's more the game manager now, Luke Carey. And Cole Flanagan could be more that ball-runner type player. But like Cole Flanagan. I still think, yeah, like I said, even though his impact's there, it's still lost. Obviously, they still make the top eight, and I'd be surprised if they drop out of the top four as well. Um, They've got Billy Smith as his centre, who the game I watched him was very, yeah, he could be a good player. But, yeah, there's still, it's better team last year, I've got to say. Jake Friend's back in the hooking spot, and then they don't even have, oh, yeah, no, Sam Virils is there. So, yeah, the four-pack still two of the best propping combos, the best one of the best propping combos, I should say, in the comp, and um, JWH and Takiaho. Crichton was coming to his own. It actually got a lot better. Victor Radley. So it's a strong team. It's just... Yeah, I just wonder how if Luke Keery, if he takes more of that game manager role, does that take away his running game. And now... That combination left side, yes, Billy Smith's a good young player, but he's he's not Latrell, and you know you, you can kind of Luke here is is able to make space for himself, but and it's either all right, I'm gonna I've got Latrell outside so me, I can a lot of tension's going to be swamped on him, so there's going to be days he can dummy and go, boom gap, and or he can hit corner. That frets, that left edge isn't as potent anymore, and that could ultimately affect them on attack. And just make them less dangerous. So, um, from the go, I don't think the Roosters will go um free Otis here. Defensively, they're still strong. But I think Cole Flanagan, hopefully his right side players can help him out. It's not the most experienced right side now. Obviously, yes, Brett Meiss is there. But Angus Gordon is young. So is Joseph Manu. So, I do question that. There's, you know, Mitch, Mitchell and Cronk great players. But you look at the team; the stars all around. But it just affects all these combinations and experience, and just big time, you know, players that have stood up in the um, big time moments. So, for me, they'll be. I think they'll still be top four team, and obviously, if we haven't even talked about ugly the best player in the game to disco, and he's a threat. Um, in you know every asset, attack, defense, he's just brilliant, and bench is some yeah. So they're still top four team to me. And let's go south. Now, obviously, they've picked up, they finished third last year, and they've picked up Luttrell. Um, Mitchell, by the way, this is NRL.com's list that I'm looking at. And, yeah, so if you want to look at the list I'm bringing out just go NRL.com. They've predicted lineups. And they've got Alex Johnson here. I think he's gone. I think he's out of there. I'm just going to confirm that. Um, and they asked the a question, now, Luttrell's not on this team. Obviously, he's been picked up. Do they put the trail at fullback? And because I like Braden Burns and James Roberts as your centres, I thought Braden Burns was great last year when he wasn't injured. Um, was best season by far. Campbell Graham showed. People talking about New South Wales call up. I didn't completely think he was at that level. Um, of Dane Gagai as your wing. Yeah, I I I'm a big fan of Adam Reynolds. Always have been. He's a great game manager and probably the closest thing to see the cronk as in just his kicking play and game managing. So, yeah, I, I like this team. And, but, yeah, do we turn Latrell into a fullback? And I was thinking about this the other day, they're in an awkward situation that they were in with Greg Inglis. Obviously, it worked out because they won a premiership with Greg Inglis at fullback. But do you jump the gun too early and put Latrell at fullback? Or do you get him to find some form at centre? So that's a predicament for them. They're four-pack... They've lost some. Obviously, they've lost defensive, and just identity. Just a bit of mungle and Sam Burgess. There, yeah, but he was played a lot of that last season. He was either suspended or injured. Murray's just gonna improve. See that combo of Knight and Thomas Burgess doesn't scream, you know, dominant four pack to me. Jansen, if and low. The more I look at this and and if Jair is going to get after, I'm not too sure about this team. I don't know if they're getting enough go forward, really. And I think Cameron is actually going to have a big statistical year. But the more, and obviously Cook's dangerous. Well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this team goes. Now, in terms of dropping out the... Staying in the top four or not, man, That's tough. Honestly, I think, hmm, I think they're a chance of dropping out of the top four. I think they're a top eight team for sure. I thought Cody Walker might have hit the peak of his powers early last year. And we don't know how the whole fullback thing is going to go. I'm just going to, sorry, I forgot to look up Alex Johnson there. And, um, yeah, so Alex Johnson, rabbit his face. Yeah. Sorry, guys, I'll just find us out. Because I heard, was he, young? I think the Tigers was the team. See, he's another, that just makes it clear. If he was there, I would still keep him as fullback for the time being and let Latrell kind of feel his way in. Uh, actually, Adam Dewey. What I'd do if I was, in, uh, I'd still, I've looked up Alex Johnson and there's nothing I've actually found. Um, So, yeah, I'm... But Adam Dewey was great. Was it against, was it the game they lost against the Raiders or was it the game prior to that against, but he was awesome. He was so committed and I just, I really liked that. So I actually think, yeah, he was just a gutsy player and he just did, he looked like he put the body in the line and looked just fundamentally. So I'd like him at fullback. So that's what I'd do and... You know I don't think he obviously he doesn't scream attacking you know pro s. he's not like the most exciting player in the world. There's nothing confirmed with Johnson by the way. I'm going to say with a bit with a bit of the turnover in players and uncertain lineups and also the health of Adam Reynolds, I want to say they drop out of the eight of the top four but maintain their spot in the eight. Even though I like, their t- I don't hate their team. James Roberts' first full year there. Yeah, I just think, defensively, I think they could be caught out. Especially with no John Sutton as an experienced head as well. So yeah, I'm going to say they drop out of the four. But they could honestly still, for me, their premiership contender. Let's go to the Raiders now. Who, I believe... Uh, I was gonna say before I was thinking about this, I'd say they'd be premiership contenders if Aiden Caesar was still there. I like their team and I like I don't like the loss of Lei uh, Rapana but it makes it easier to drop Le Lua because their combo combo is so lethal and I think it's smart to put Scotland and so Simonson who I very much like. I think he's a great finisher and um yeah I think he was very good when he had to come in last year and play. And now what's difference I remember twenty sixteen the Raiders were finished second and then they had a big drop off the year after. But they're not the same defensive team that they are now. They've got that that's their backbone. I can't remember what they finished in defensive like categories last year, but they'll definitely up the top. And um, Scott, he's got great defensive ability. And I just and they got enough strike weapons around around them. It's just and Caesar, he was perfect for Jack Wine. Jack Wine was one of the top halves last year and Caesar got criticized a lot but he was quite composed and he did what he needed to do and he, he like he cooked free field go kicked three field goals in one game. That's just the play he was. You know, they just need him in those clutch moments and he was able to provide for that. Where George Williams he's top class, you know, he's an international player, but we haven't been in this environment. He's still young too. And I see them, what I say, I'm going to say this, I see them still being a good regular season team defensively. Um, Yeah, that would be good enough. And George Williams, like I said, I'm talking good about him. I just looked up something because I was curious. He's only kicked one field goal in his Super League career. Now, I thought that was quite interesting because I think, and that just and I've looked up highlights, and the game, he was taking line on a lot, which is good, that's what you want to do, but I just think, and he was playing a lot of left side, that's Jack Wyden's as well. So I think there's adjustments to be made. Um, th- This was for his club team, I was seeing a lot of highlights, so I can't really remember how he's been with England and Great Britain, but he's never just never quite a field goal for England, not that that matters, So it just shows kind of if they've been in that moment and, you know, if they've... Been able to deliver those types of plays um, in the big time, big time scenarios, and yeah, he's got similar similar style stuff to Wyden. and I feel like yeah, see if Caesar was still there, you don't need him to do those magical stuff like Wyden does, break tackles and that. You just need him to be a game manager and closer, and I think just yeah, Williams. I just feel like they would have been better off with Caesar than Williams. Also, with the Raiders, I've heard that because of the fires, the home games are at risk. That's going to affect them too. That could affect the regular season record. But at this stage, I'm going to say they're going to still be a, a top-four team. Definitely not drop out of the top eight. I'll be, I'll be surprised because just basically based on defense and what their identity is now um, since Ricky Stewart kind of, yeah, he that's something you can see really worked on. Working for what can work for George Williams is that England connection. There is, you know, almost a handful of them now, And he'll be on that side with Bateman, who's been a teammate of his for England. And, yeah, so that's that's a plus. That is a plus. I just think Raiders are just going to... Yeah miss not having a guy in the clutch And we'll just briefly talk Josh Papali is awesome And will he be able to back up next year I hope so But that was a career year last year And I hope we see it again Let's quickly go to the Eels Eels are a team that A lot of people are high on And um, for good reason So I think they will They're a team that needs to work on their defence But guys like Ryan Madison are there He's got He's great both both. Ends of the floor Ends of the floor It's like I'm talking about basketball But you know what I mean He's great on attack And he's great um, defender as well Yeah, they've got The best two wings in the comp In terms of a combo And then Wonga Blake I think that is deadly Especially with Mitchell Moses It's his first full season with them now Wonga Blake Michael Jennings experienced head on the edges Ryan Madison, Nathan Brown, Sean Lane make up your back row. Reed Mahoney was his sophomore season. Um, yeah, well, his first four, I think he played a couple games in 2018. Regan get Camel- so they got four, but it's just their defensive ability, and I think they will improve this year defensively. I think just it's just nailing those combos, just having... um, And also Dylan Brown, he actually missed a few games last year. And they still did good. They had, they actually had a bit of injury issues, didn't they? Because you have Ferguson missed games, Brown missed games. You know, Cam- and guys like Campbell Gilliam, Ryan Madison, who you'd say are two of the better players in their four-packer now there. Yeah, I like this team being top four. But ultimately, I don't see them being contenders unless I see that they're really elite in defence. And if Mitchell Moses and Dylan Brown, like I said with the um, Raiders situation, just who who's going to take the roles? Who's going to be a guy that goes, all right, we, I'm going to be... I think that's obviously Moses. I'm going to make those big, those unbelievable plays, you know, the breaking tackles stuff. But who's going to be that composed player? It's a lot to ask from Dylan Brown. But I think he, he's definitely got the potential to do it. But second-year player... I think the thing of power don't win this year. They shouldn't panic. It's still a pretty young team, and if they just keep with some, keep some experienced guys around, like lights and Madison's pretty young. And Regan Campbell Gillard, even though they feel like they've been there, for, you know, I've heard their name for quite a while. They're still there, and just keep some experienced. They keep they can easily keep this team there for a while. I don't know how contracts work. I don't know, yeah, but I like this team. I just don't think. This year, this year they win the comp. They could, hey, they could, yeah. But for me, they're a top fourteen, and let's we'll go to the Seagulls, who were six and actually were fifth until that last matchup against the Eels. Now, top heavy talent is what I think of Manly, and I li- but also what I probably wasn't say is, and a lot to do with this is I Blake had won the most um best years in terms of most, most improved years I should say. He was awesome and that's a real strength there now. And that you know, Diz Hasler, I think he's like I said, the top heavy. So there's a lot of guys like the Brad Parkers and Moses Shulley and Dylan Walk, Walker and a couple yeah, a couple of other guys in the lineup that don't scream like the the best talent in the world but they did their job last year And they'll Yeah And in the past and the previous seasons That's what let them down That's why They were bottom four teams You know They relied heavily On these other guys And they were still able To finish fifth Sixth last year With Tom Dvojevic Missing a lot of games And that's still But that's still Initial injuries You know And because of their The lack of depth That's a problem too So In the sense of that I do like Manly Um yeah, I'm gonna say not top four. I've seen them being the same, but I could see them being a team that might actually be a grand final contender when it all, yeah, comes to it. Just because if they can have a fully healthy team, and yeah, they could, they lost Coruscant, which I didn't think that was that big at the time, but now find it was who was one of my. One of my favourite players I watched last year, he, he was underrated in his value to just duck and dummy half, create full momentum and kind of benefit from the forward momentum set by his, uh, by his forward pack. Yeah, I really, yeah, and he's, I don't know when he's going to be back. So hopefully it's not an issue like the Ballon where it's just when's he coming back, when's he coming back. You know, I don't really know all the details of it all. But I hope it's nothing too serious, and he's back soon because I think a lot of this success hangs on him. But yeah, if they can have a fully healthy team, and you know, guys like Room Gout is his um, second year now, so he's gonna be better for it. Yeah, I just that hooking thing, hooker option is just yeah up and up in arms just because of Fainu, but yeah, injuries is gonna let this team down again if yeah if you know. If, they're just not that deep, and it's gonna have a huge effect. It has a huge effect on anyone, but especially a team that's so top heavy with guys like Chew, relying on Cherry Evans and the the Turbo Bros, and um, yeah. So I see them not dropping out top eight, but and being as potentially a tie Grand Final contender. But I yeah, uh, let's let's go to the Sharks. Sharks are an interesting one too. They've lost. Um, a fair amount. No, no, they've they haven't a lot. They've lost Paul Gallen, and they've got this guy Billy uh, Magullius who was awesome last year for the Newtown Jets in their two finals. We set up two tries off kicks, and this is big, overweight-looking guy who just you know last plays of the game match winner. Boom, chip over the top, both games. It was unreal. So he's a talent there. Wade Graham, hopefully he's fit and rearing to go. He was great and he will be very, have a lot to do with how they succeed. See, yeah, see, that's a lot of this team's injury too. Dugan, Johnson, you know, Moylan, all dealing with injuries. And they need these guys in the park because they've got frets. They've got Ramey and Cherry, but what? They're young. They need these experienced guys there. And with Josh Morris and Josh Duggan, it's good to have them in there. But on the wings, yeah, you yes, experience. And it'll be good to have them next to these younger guys for just, yeah, just, you know, New South Wales guys, guys that have played a bit footy. But on the wings, are they going to be caught out with just general speed and just Josh Duggan's good for error? era? Yeah, and Blake Braley at nine. I think he actually might be better coming off the bench, and you put Cam King starting at nine. You got Fafita dealing with stuff. I'm not too sure about this team. If they're not top fourteen, they were seventh last year. They are very injury prone this lineup, and it's a lot of the experienced guys. I could see this team. I actually could see this team being top four, and I could see them being really having a down year. Just in terms of, just the more I look at it, it's like shh, you know this team. This team guaranteed fully healthy. Man, like this team could be very good, very good. Um, and it, but I still have cushion marks about the lights of job, and I have cushion marks just if they'd have Josh Morris and Dugan as wings. Not if they'd work as wings, but just would they be happy being on the wings? I know Josh Morris played a little bit there last year. And I don't think John Morris did the greatest last year as a coach. I'm going to say they drop out of the eight. And I really love Raymond and Cheerios centres. Defensively, they could get caught out and that. You know, it's one of those things you think. Yeah, I... I'm going to say they drop out. I really do. Just health wise and changes. Yeah, just yeah, the injuries. The injury concern with this team is quite immense. And yeah, for me, if I had to put money on it, I'd say they drop out, but I wouldn't be confident. See, I wanted to talk about the top eight teams. Obviously, look at these, the top eight, and we've gone through seven of them, and the Broncos, the eighth team. It's not like these teams have lost. That much, the biggest losses are actually the roost of the lost there's a bit of turnover in the, there's bit of turnover in all these teams, but none of them have got either like greatly worse or you know I don't think there's any of those teams that have that have had a significant drop, if any at all so honest it's hard to say these teams will drop out, but let's go to the Broncos who are always in the media um their four packers just young and talented, but they don't have that forward leader, and that's what they let them down last year with no Josh Maguire. I've seen this um, too. Turpin is going to be the hooker instead of McCulloch. I've seen that front run. I like it. I think just the style they want to play and just, I just think having both of them in the team say if they had Turpin as their 14, I just, I just feel like McCulloch's a guy that if he's in the place, 80 minutes, and I think it's just time to have Turpin just be your starter. Not that I'm saying McCulloch's worse than um, Turpin. I just think it benefits them, benefits the Broncos more. Asako's fullback, I like that. They have Boyd on the wing. Eh, I don't know. Apparently, he's ace in the fitness test at the moment, so that'd be good. I actually prefer him as kind of potentially a centre because I don't know. You want your wingers to be... I think you want big wingers now and taking the ball back... And I don't know about his speed, just general top speed now. Yeah, I just think it might be just time to say, sorry, Boyd, mate, but just better off for us as a team not to have you in there. But if he just but I'd like to maybe give him a chance at this first, because if he's acing his fitness test, obviously he's got he's trying to prove something. So yeah, that's mm, is interesting. I like Tony Stagg, centre of the year potential, I believe. He's yeah, he's a freak. He actually is generally, and obviously we talk the we'll go back forward pack and Fafida Haas. Yeah, freaks of nature. They're going to be two of the um, when you talk about forwards of this upcoming decade. I think they're going to be two of the top candidates. But it's just that forward leader. Just when it gets down and dirty. Obviously they they can break tackles. They can do marvelous stuff. But it's down and dirty. It's the last you know couple minutes. 10 minutes, yeah, you need a four leader out there, and that's what they lack. Yes, you've got Lodge, but is he a leader? You know, obviously there's off-field stuff with him. Yeah, I'm just not sure about this Broncos team. Croft's there too. Ken, how are we going to forget about Croft? You know? And it, it could be, yeah, he could be... He's one of the players to watch for this season though, across the whole league. If he's... Obviously, he, he's had an indifferent start to his footy young footy career. I still don't really know what type of cough player is, and he plays from a team. He played from a team, you know. There was the Cronk comparison, but we saw him get rattled. We saw him being dropped in and out of lineups. Um, I like to see him run the ball more, but is that not his game? It's he's an interesting player, and. I think confidence is key. I think you just really I actually would just say just you play your game. You and we'll just we'll mould round you. Milford's gonna do his magic stuff. I question them as a half spirit especially Yeah, who's the game manager there? Not too sure. Yeah, it's will be interesting. I really like Milford at fullback but I think Asako... what I saw from the nines and other and the test matches, I know he played on the wing the test matches as well, but I feel like he was he had a disappointing sophomore season, and I think for this bron- the bron- and the thing is because Brisbane the team that they had a lot of success, you know, early on in their start um, when they started, you know, with the likes of Lockyer and Webkey and that, they always high expectations. It's kind of like the LA, you know, of you know, in terms of LA sports, with like basketball, you know, the time the high profile athletes go there, and it's not really what they are now, but they they do have potential to be like that with that youth. And so, if they don't win now, they don't win now. But you just have to take the right steps in the in, in the right direction. And yeah, I don't see them. I think they drop out of the eight just in terms of experience, and yeah, but and they'll be like the tenth, tenth, nine range. But I hope, honestly, and I, I hope this team is fine in all cylinders. I'd love this team to exceed expectations. So now we'll go to number who? It was, oh, the Tigers. They should be called the ninth best team. They always seem to be in there the last couple of years. And we'll just go to the line They're always down at the bottom because of the W. Very similar team to last year. And while I'm gonna say, this team will be very similar to their standings, maybe worse. It's just having that strike weapon. You know, I didn't. I don't really love overpaying for. I think Latrell Mitchell was a guy that could have easily got overpaid because I don't think you should really should be giving money out to a guy that, yeah, he's got to tell the world. But can I, I like giving it out to guys like the halves and the um the fullbacks, and even though he can play, yeah, his best at the moment is center, and he's not, he's, he doesn't get involved enough, and there's issues around him, fitness, you know, there's a lot of things, he's obviously freak of nature, that's why he gets compared to Inglis a lot, but I would have liked him, if anyone to overpay him, was, would have been the Tigers, and I wouldn't have really been mad at that, because they got no strike weapon, I always thought Moses, maybe Mos Mbai could be that guy, he hasn't, he's in the centres here, I love ben. Benji's just been great, you know, to think where his career was at when he went to the Blues, and then went to the Dragons, and then he kind of started to show a bit more promise when he went back to the Broncos, and now he's at Tigers, and he's been awesome, Brooks, Luke Brooks has been great, and the yeah, four packs look great. I love Alex 12, but Chica and Garner, Eisenhilf will be one of the weaker four packs in the comp. There's no there's no potency there. There's nothing that, just, just talent for talent, this team's just not up there with those top eight teams. And I don't want to spend too much time with them, but yeah, I, they really need a strike weapon. So they're not a top eight team for me. Um, number 10, I believe, was from last year, the Panthers. I'll just double check that. And this team's interesting. As soon as I found out um, James Maloney wasn't there and they didn't even make the eight last year, I was like, nah, no way. The signing of Coruscant is interesting. Yes, obviously the loss of Maloney's huge. But that's a defensive liability you don't have to really worry about too. So you you can look at the positives. I don't think it's worth just losing them. But... Yeah, I, I like Coruscant's hook um just attacking because they were very predictable in attack. There was times, you know, they'd be in their own twenty and man, you just knew they weren't gonna score. And Coruscant could be that guy for them. And I actually really I need really I need to look at this lineup more in detail. I haven't looked at the Panthers team as much as I thought I would have. Um I think they have been very under Estimated because of the loss of Maloney. And Cleary, big year for Cleary. He's going to be that main half now. And I like Lui there. So he's kind of big guy. He's got magic feet. You know, he's a good show and goer. And Cleary's this could be his I've always questioned Cleary. Like, and he's he's a guy scrutinised quite a bit. He's probably one of the top five guys I always say no, nah, he's overrated. Because everyone guarantees him in these rip teams and I like him in those like blues, I didn't question him when he got selected but they just say he's already top 10, top, top 15 player but he's kind of just doing his thing in there where Maloney was doing all the big stuff and he was playing his part because he's a great defensive player and he's quite mature for his age but he hasn't owned the moment yet and he can do that now, I, I think it's really his time this year I could see potential M stuff if he really, yeah I, I've got big expectations again Dylan Edwards is named their forward. They got a guy called Matt Burton, who I saw last year. I would actually like to see him given him a go. I really liked what I saw out of him. He looked like he had good all-round ability on the attacking end. So is there. Toe. He's going to be a talent. He could be a top try score candidate along with a running, running meter records as well. Um, Fally Naden. yeah it's, Yeah. I. Defensively, this team could be interesting. Like. You got Fisher Harris, who was probably their best player last year, Isaiah Yo. You know what? I'm gonna say this team is gonna be very on the brink, and I actually like what Leila brings. And I've their four pack, obviously Campbell Gillard, he was a New South Wales guy, but he was, he didn't want to be there. And you can see it last year. He wasn't playing very good footy as well. They got Kurt Katewell as well. I think this team well if I had to pick now I'm gonna say they make the eight. I think they might be a surprise packet and make the eight at this stage. So I think I've got at this moment I've got just because I just don't want to make too many because I've got the sharks and Broncos dropping out and I've got the Panthers making it. Hmm. Maybe the Panthers don't make it. I think they'll be very close. Very close. And um, I do think that Coruscant signing is one of the most more underrated signings of the season. I'll just say that there. And, yeah, I just like what he brings, especially on an offence that was very predictable, especially when they were right close to the line. So let's go to the next team, which is the team that I'm high on, which is the Knights. Now, even was high on the Knights last, the, there was... Obviously, they got Ponga two years ago, and a lot of people saw top eight, then I didn't. I saw it last year, though, and they had that winning streak and thought, yeah, this is the year. They're on the top four just before Origin, I believe, and then they really dropped off, and a lot of that was attitude. Ponga, oh, God, some of his efforts was just bad, and they just really got on ruts. They, you just see they were, the big, they were the worst team in terms of just self-belief and just turning up for each other. They no, were really disappointing, and i got them making the eight this year. Yes, I think their team probably worse, but I like the young... T- Bradman Best, I'd like to see him at centre, and i like... There's this is kind of a wild prediction. This is one of those ones I just kind of want to take a stab in the dark. Just something about it, and a lot of it has to do with... Um, I just want to make sure I get the name right. Their new coach who has been in the system, I think it's Adam... So I just gotta get this right. Newcastle Knights. Coach. He's been in the Storm system and the Rooster system. What do they have in common? Well, their premiership winners over the last three years. And I just like that. And I think that's a huge the huge issue, like I said, was just attitude and effort and discipline defense and having a good Adam O'Brien. Yeah, it was Adam O'Brien. And I thought hopefully he carries it over, and that's a bit cool to say. A rookie head coach is just, you know, oh, it's not like he's, it's Bellamy or it's Trent Robinson, but I think he's just. I think um, Nathan Brown did a great job, but I think his job was done. He got past that rebuilding stage after Wayne Bennett left, and now it's for someone to kind of take their next step. And I believe Anna Ryan can do that. And I'm just. Basing this off of his experience in those winning roles, and I think it it's got a huge benefit because I feel like I said, the weakness of the knights last year was just not the talent, but just turning up for each other, just the those lackluster efforts. So I'm not going to go too much on about the knights, but for me they're my team that's going to make the eight. I said top four earlier. Honestly, I don't think they but. They have the talent to be top four. But, yeah, you never know. Ta-tau Moga, his first season back from the injury. He was great before his um, injury. Hunt's great player. Hunt's, well, shouldn't say great player. But, yeah, Ezra Lee, Hunt, Moga, best. That's what they got the wing centres looking like. I like it. I also like, there's a rookie, I forgot his name, as potentially number six option. They've talked about Connor Watson. I don't like Connor Watson as a six. I like Coop as a six. Just do your role. Do your job, be good defensively. You know, I f- and I think you just need a guy like that, steady, steady guy next to Pierce, not a Watson type player. Um, Dan Brayley is good hook in option too. And yeah, I've Conor Watson is your Lucy here. I wouldn't mind Connor Watson either as your Lucy off the bench. Metauti is and Barnett will be good to have on both edges for defensive identities. And you've got Fitzgibbon, who's got a good combo with Ponga. But Herman Este is a great front row, and he's on your bench. Daniel Safidi, Klima, New South Wales player. They've got enough go for it, They've, and, and Guers played Origin. I'm talking myself into the top four again. I'm just going to go with top eight, but I think this team, with Adam O'Brien's inclusion, are going to be there in the top eight next year. They're my kind of wild, wild horse for the top eight. Let's go to the Bulldogs. First off, nah. I don't a lot of people, experts I should say, are high on this team. Because they ended the season on a winning streak, or not winning streak, but winning games and They did that the year before. They, they, you they're similar to the Tigers and I think Tigers are a little bit talent better talent wise, but you just look at their roster, not that great. And you, it's kinda like, Oh yeah, but what if Local Lewis has a big year? if he steps up, if he's you know, one of the better young halfs in the game. Yeah, but still, I like Wilhopo Really, I really like Will Hoppawade. I think he's, when he's centre, he's one of the best centres in the game, top five. And Dallin, he was great last year, but yeah, I don't, the, just that. Yeah, and then Jimmy Marshall Kings, Jack Cogger, that's the lower end of the starting halves, Jack Cogger, like, just brutally honest. Josh Jackson, I think, needs to be 13. He offers nothing offensively on the, on the edge. Corey I like like Napa Tolman, Yep, Tolman's getting on an age. There's just nothing that screams out to me top eight. I think there might be someone next year. This won't be good enough talent. To, if you just comparing talent to talent, I don't think this team is good enough. And yeah, that's how I see it. So they were twelfth last year, and I see them very probably even worse next year. Maybe similar situation where they pick up wins later on when um. Yeah, they kind of just, everyone expects them to be an easy beat and they just get a couple wins. Warriors, um, look, what I like about the Warriors this season, um, or, you know, heading into this season, not really bad negative talk around them, but the team's just not great. I like Blake Green. He's a very steady half. He's one of the best, if you're talking about just a complimentary half, he's one of the better ones. Nicarima, this might be a breakthrough year for Nicarima. I hope so anyway. Roger Two of us is It's great. You know, you top five playing this game, arguably you could make a case for him being the best player in the game. I don't think he is, but honestly, if you come and say, Hey, this is why he's best playing the game, I wouldn't be mad at you. He is excellent. The hooking options for, big for me, they got options in Egan and Jazz Tavanga. And they've also got Nate Roach, who's injured. Um, but Nate Roach would be my ideal guy. I loved him when he played. Um, started last year until he got injured. He was awesome. He just gave a little bit of, what's the word? Bit of um explosiveness out of that role. Bit of zap. Bit of zap. You know. Um, the four pick nuts, Parsi and Amel, Yeah, just not fearsome. And please, see you later. Please. House. He's a guy that has kind of got forgotten about. But when he's top of his game, he's one of the best second rounds in, in the game. He can run a good line. And he's got good ball playing ability. Look, yeah, I just... um, It's one of those things I could just see two of us as check being quite a lot of this offense. And even though, yeah, Kim Marlowe had a great year last year. Yeah, I just feel like when you're talking about making... You know, those players that are going to break the defense, I don't think it's going to come through like f- them kind of cre- like creating space through team plays and like offloads. I don't, that was maybe Harris does that, create second phase play, but I feel just a lot of it's going to go into us sheck. And yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't hate this team actually. Just, if I'm comparing it to the top of the top, yeah, I don't see, and I could just see Sheikh being they being very reliant on Sheikh, and just things going wrong for the wise. You know, there's always so much hope, and a lot of that's to do with the media as well. It's a lot of hype that's not created, even though you know this. Like I said, why? It's just I think it's just because they haven't had success yet, and. They're kind of carrying the weight from a whole country, you know this isn't just auckland this is this is New Zealand's only team, yeah, so and it's one of the things that not succeeded, and they're kind of just saying, yeah, we want to see this team to see this is why we have so high expectations because we want to see a Premiership, but yeah, but yeah, let's get to fourteen when we get in the lower end now, obviously, oh." <laughs> I shouldn't say low because I think cows might be a top eight team this year, and honestly, if I had to put money on, they would. But I think I've said it every year, but when you got sign the lights of Valentine Holmes, hey mate. But you just got you don't know if he's gonna he hasn't played the game. Will he be up to the standard? when you haven't been in the game for a good probably uh oh, eighteen months probably would have been his last game. When he debuts in um, round one, that's going to, you know, it's not going to be easy just to fit straight back in there. But he's such a talent. And with the four-pack that they've got, look at, this must be one of the better four-packs. And I think um, with Matt Scott returned, and he wasn't the same player, was that last year the year prior. But anyway, you know what your four-pack is now, McLean, McGuire state of origin level players even though McLean hasn't played yet but he's Gavin Cooper Shane Wright he's guy kind of an interesting name to throw in there he's on the bench now he's he's this point you look at him and he's like the this Arnold nigga looking body type he is a freak but he doesn't produce like you would want he yeah he's a guy that he's one of those ones that frustrates me you just look at him and you think you could be a freak you probably made your state of origin debut too early one of those ones where Queensland didn't have that much depth and you had so much potential, we'll throw you in there. And maybe it just hasn't helped his growth. Just Tamelo is obviously the big name the four-pack. But um, they've got Drinkwater 6. I quite like, because I'm not a big is it Jay, oh, oh, uh, Clifford fan. It's Jake or Jack. I always forget. I, yeah, I'm not sold on him. And I really like Drinkwater. This is when I saw Holmes got picked up. Obviously, he had to be their fullback, but I really like Drinkwater. So it'd be interesting to see how he would do at six. And I think he could potentially excel. And I like Michael Morgan to be that game manager and Scott Drinkwater kind of, yeah, be, yeah, he's a good runner of the footy. And Drake Granville's got that running ability too, especially that four pack. Drake Granville hasn't hit heights since that 2015 year, and it was quite, it is. Actually a bit confusing why he hasn't. Because, obviously, yeah, obviously he was still young then. And he, obviously he's older now. But, yeah, I, man, this team must make the playoffs, surely. Felt, Origin, Calibre stuff. Hampton is a winger? Ooh, okay. Hampton is their other winger. Surely there's someone else. What's getting Mosby up to this day, these days? I'm not too sure. But, yeah, Esau Masters is a... International player, just a kneel there. Yeah, I think their outside backs is not a strength for sure, but look at overall talent. I think they've got to make it this year if they can stay healthy. And uh, if Morgan can find a settled half partner. The Dragons are a team that I wasn't high on last year and a lot of that was due do with the uncertainty of Jack DeBellin who I don't even know do we know what he's up to this year, because I'm looking at this lineup, he's not in there. Um yeah, he still stood down apparently. Trent Marion's back. Um, Tristan Sayers, good young player. Zach Lomax is full I like that, but that means no Matt is Matt Dufty even in the squad anymore. Not too sure. Saab is in there. he's not in their lineup, but he's a potential young player. So they've got good young talent. Norman Hunt McInnes. Yeah, the four pack um they've Paul Vaughan, New South Wales player, Sims, Fazal. Yeah, it's like it's so bad team. They've got Isaac Luke now. It'll be interesting to see how they use him off the bench. This is a team that They kind of know now, like, well, do they know what's going on with the ballon? So if they know, yeah, we don't have to worry about the ballon. We know what our team's going to look like. And, that, yeah, I think that that stress just carried over them, just the uncertainty of that. And they're just primarily this year able to focus on footy. This team could make the top eight. But I'm not going to pick them to make the top eight because I'm still not certain of what their best line-up is and of the ballon too. You know, it's a year on and we still don't know what's happening there. Trent Mair, good experience to have there. See, na- names on paper, I- I've always been a fan of your Naken, Norman, Hunt, Vaughan, McInnes, Graham, Tarek Sims, Frizzell, Isaac Luke, you know, those are well-established names. But for me, Shane Flanagan's a pick-up. That could be underrated. Assistant coach, I believe, he has come in there for. So that could be good. Um, get a bit of premiership winning, you know, mentorship in there. But I'm just going to say, I they'll be, yeah, they'll be okay. They'll be okay, but not top eight. And then, last but not least, the Titans. Well, maybe, maybe not least, maybe, yeah. Uh, whereabouts are they? See, I liked them last year. I actually thought they were going to be good. Um, I actually liked their forward pack, and it's kind of similar. But disappointing thing was Ash Taylor and, yeah, a few other stuff. They've got AJ Brinson as their forward, which I like. He was kind of my prediction for breakout player last year, and I think that's his best role, and he consistently I want him to be there. Obviously, Michael Gordon was still there, so I understood. They kind of had to make the tough calls there with who they had, and they... Predominantly went with Gordon. They switched a little bit. But I like Prince at fullback. And honestly, yeah, I'm going to go again. I reckon he might be one of those ones that is the more entertaining players of this year. I like Peachy as your 14. I think they've still got him as centre. I saw Fox Sports list as their 14. I like him 14. It's just whoever covers him at centre. That's the question. So you got Ryan James, he got a bad injury. Jared Wallace is there. Joe Arrow is there. Mitch Rain, he's there on the bench. So maybe yeah, I honestly reckon Pete's might. I'd just like to see Mitch Rain be your starting nine, potentially, or having them both. Pete's as your third. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's lineup questions all over the over show. All teams. But yeah, ultimately, this team won't be Wooden Spooners, I don't believe. But who will be Wooden Spooners? There's no team that's really struck me out, will be the obvious case. Because if we didn't think the Titans were going to be last year, I had them picking the eight, and then that worked out, didn't it? But yeah, I'm at this Titans team. It's not spectacular. Ash Taylor, hope he has a great bounce back year. Honestly, if he doesn't, they still could. Because... Yeah, you need... When I'm comparing these other teams, Ash Taylor was very disappointing last year. And I know there's stuff going behind the scenes and that. And before the season started, I was very positive of him because he looked in the best shape. He was always carried, didn't look like he was well-conditioned, but he did last year. So I was very high on him. But yeah, he, yeah, so all the best to him. And that's it, guys. So that's kind of just my... Thoughts on the team so far, on the predicted lineups that I've seen. Obviously, I didn't go through every single player because that would have taken far too long. And just teams that I think will most likely stay in the eight, most likely drop out. And yeah, so I'll do, I might do a similar thing. Similar, I think what I'll do is I'll probably like a week or two before the season starts, uh, set in stone. Yeah, this team's going to finish first. So, predicted ladder prediction. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. Hope might do some NRL stuff before then. Let me know some ideas too. Maybe players to watch out for, who's got the most at stake, other predictions as well. So, yeah, cheers, team, and hope you guys have a good week coming up. Cheers.